Bam 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Misty. That's Lisa. I almost said I'm Lisa. I know. I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the internal struggle on my face. (laughs) And this is normally the podcast where we read and review a popular self-help book. We talk about how we feel about it. It's clear that this is not the normal. You know, people like structure and consistency, Lisa. And also, if people are tuning in for the first time, maybe they're like, what is this? What's going on? Structure and consistency? Yeah. What's that? Well, you're about to find out. So this is the podcast where we normally read and review a popular self-help book, talk about how we feel about it. That's a full episode. That's not this. Wait, did you say structure inconsistency or structural consistency? Structure and consistency. I was wrong on all counts. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Did did everybody else start sweating in here? Because... That burn was very hot. I love you. I love no, you. I really love you. No, I adore you, and I'm so glad that you are um, contrarian. Misty, are we reviewing a book today? No. Today is a Tuesday. <sighs> and it's a weekly, weekly beef. Meow. No, moo. that's a cat, Moo. Mm-hmm. A I weekly, meant to Moo. A weekly cat. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we're going to check in on homework, yeah. and then we have a very special surprise. We do. You assigned me some homework from Gloria Steinem's The Revolution Within. A, a book about self-esteem. Yeah, and you asked me to find something from my childhood and do it. Yeah, something you were missing from your childhood. And I said, and give that to yourself. A pony. And you said, yeah, give yourself a pony. But I did you one better. Oh, my God. Better than a pony? I did. Well, I what I wanted was to find um, a baby donkey and work with that. And I'm still working <laughs> on that because baby donkeys are truly the most beautiful <laughs> in the world. But I did find an Just equestrian a, a therapy tiny place. Ass. Whitney <gasps> Cummings always posts her equestrian therapy. And she adopted a horse named King. And it's always on her Instagram. And he's gorgeous and beautiful. So I'm looking into a, a, a equine therapy, which is really great because they're prey animals and they only um, they only respond if you have nothing else, if your communication is super clear. So I'm going to look into that and try and do that this summer. Oh, my God. And are, how do you feel about having that on the horizon? Great. Like, are you are you just, like, excited and, and glowing? I mean, I love horses. I love horses. Horses, 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 horses. I love Meg Ryan in that movie. I know. Sleepless so in good. Seattle. Oh, God. Um, great. You have to check back in and let what? us know how I that's th- going. I think that was not Sleepless. I think that was um, the other one, When Harry Met Sally. Wasn't she? Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. Sleepless in Seattle. Don't worry. Got fact checked. Don't worry. Because this is embarrassing in front of our guest. Okay, everybody. That's a great that's a great segue. We are so excited to have a special guest joining us today. Nikita um, Hamilton. Thank you. So uh oh, sitting across from us is Nikita Hamilton. Yay! Welcome! You've been holding in that laugh no, for quite some time. I don't know if I've been silent for that long in my whole life. <laughs> I just realized how much I talk. Thank like, you. <laughs> I was like, I want to respond. Oh, Thank you. I know. I kept looking at you too to be yeah, like include her like, in the conversation. You were like, so, I can't. I can't until I'm properly introduced. <laughs> I'm going to take a moment to properly introduce Dr. 
Nikita T. Hamilton. Thank you. Um, so Dr. Nikita T. Hamilton is a staff writer on Freeform's The Bold Type, as well as an actress and comedian. She also hosts The Whisper Network, a podcast that delves into Hollywood jobs and the industry's open secrets and tries to shed light on the intersection between academia and industry. Yes. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You for yes, inviting you. me. Also, your middle name is? Tiana. Okay, so now it's Nikita <sighs> T. Hamilton. Yeah, all of my names have been used for media of some sort. This is That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Pri- Cuz it's is it Princess Tiana? Mm-hmm. But you're <gasps> Tiana? Mhm. Princess and the Frog. Yeah. I I I have not seen that movie in a very very long time. I don't know if I've I feel like I've seen it, but I don't recall it. Well, I also don't want to ruin all my old Disney movies because mm. I watched... Um, oh, they're problematic. I, yeah. Yes, and I watched uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, the live one, was the last one I saw. And the whole time I was like, it's just Stockholm Syndrome. It's just <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Like, so I'm not beautiful. okay with it. It's yeah. beautiful on the inside. <laughs> I can't. No, it's not okay. If you keep a girl with you long enough, she'll love you. That's <laughs> that's, you yeah, that's, it. that's exactly it. <laughs> like, if you kidnap her dad. I that's exactly And force her it. to live there's, with you. There is a movie Time Me Up, Time Me Down, I think, is a Spanish film where I think he literally kidnaps a woman until she falls in love with him. Wow. <laughs> Isn't Hollywood romantic? Tie me up, tie <laughs> me down. It. I say no, but if you kiss me enough times, that's going to turn into a yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that was scary. <laughs> it is scary, Lisa. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Nikita, yeah. welcome to Go Help Yourself. Thank you for having me. So we uh, did something uh, very convenient for us okay. uh, and asked you to prepare <laughs> what you would like to talk about on the yeah. mini-show. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I love, 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 love this podcast, and I'm so glad you guys do the work of reading things for me. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Very happy for to. Me. Um, and I was curious as to your thoughts and, like, having a conversation about um, the fact that you guys bring up, you know, whether or not people have privilege and what that looks like, and sometimes the authors just completely leave out Oof. the conversation about privilege, mm-hmm. marginalized people, self-help, yeah. and I'm like, why, one, why is that, but two, where are the marginalized voices in the self-help yeah. world, yeah. and then what self-help often looks like for people who are marginalized, and I think a little bit, and I didn't, I didn't put this in the email, but the idea of almost having self-help put the onus on the person as opposed to those systems out there and how those are influencing them and like the emotional sometimes burden and work of needing to be the self-help person um so i was like i was like let's have that conversation it's juicy and fun it is juicy and fun Um, double your pleasure, double your fun with Stephen double When you said that, I mean, I'm so excited you're here talking to us about yeah. this. And when you said that, it also just reminded me that, like, in in media, in uh, art and film and TV, so often I feel like marginalized um, characters, uh, people of color, people uh, of size, um, disabled people, are kind of this voice of like the reason they're the the friend the emotional support mm-hmm. and and we don't understand where they get this kind of fortitude or um self-awareness it's mm-hmm. that is never questioned or right. provided mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. expect them to suddenly have this very clear understanding of the world and emotion they're and always the wise sage that yeah. comes in what with the, the fuck answer. is that yeah kind of like magical negroing yeah it, you know, yeah exactly coming in and being what like, is that I'll help you bagger yeah. vance right it's gonna be great the yes. legend of bagger vance yeah. what the fuck is or that what's, yeah. the, what's the don Cheadle plays this in in the movie where nicholas cage the sliding doors one 
Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a lot of Nick Cage I think it's Tay Leone and Nicolas Cage. And he's this like high powered businessman. Yeah. It's like a Christmas movie. It's like a holiday thing. Yeah. Family man. Family man. Oh, I know the title. But Don Cheadle comes out of nowhere and is like, I'm going to show you how your life would be. And I'm going to show. And it's like, okay. All right. Well, Thank you. Like Whoopi Goldberg Where do you ghost? Come? Yeah. You know, literally <sighs> magic. Molly. Yeah. You just take danger, over. Girl. Just take over a body. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and, and can you can you tell us uh, because we know, but for our listeners, so your doctor Nikita Hamilton and your yeah. PhD is in is in communication, but studying representations of Black women in film and TV. Yeah. So you're yeah. literally an expert on this subject. So yeah. What was your thesis? Certified expert. I looked at. <laughs> I looked at. Um, <laughs> I was curious as to whether or not there were more black women on screen now due to, I hypothesized it being off of three factors. I was like race becoming more of a conversation in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, Black buying power was nearing, I think, 1.7 trillion. Mm -hmm. And and also the onslaught of like streaming networks and technology. So I was like, are all three of these the reason? Is one of them the reason? And I interviewed black female executives in broadcast and cable and streaming to see what their thoughts were about this. Because I was, there were so few black female executives. Um, And I was like, how are you using, if you are using any of these as like negotiating tools for you to maybe get more black women on screen. Mm -hmm. And what they said was, no one cares about the conversation about race in this country. (laughs) They're like, no one cares about black buying power. Not no one cares, but top tier advertisers still aren't particularly drawn to black shows. So you might have a show like Empire, which was making a lot of money, like advertising dollars, but they were still getting like McDonald's, Mountain Dew, Toyota, as opposed to Mm -hmm. a show like The Office where it's like Mercedes, Chanel, like the top tier advertisers. So even though like The Office at a certain point had less viewers, they had more top tier advertisers because the viewers were like the people making six figures. So it's like this interesting thing where you can- It's a different dissection. It's a different dissection of the population who was like watching those shows so even though a show could be making money and be successful they still want those like top tier advertisers which are brought on by the top tier viewers that is fascinating it was really and interesting and of course their view their view of top tier is expense like a disposable income disposable income and, and do they pay more for those spots like does Mercedes yeah. pay more for a 30 second spot than McDonald's it depends pay? on the show I think mm-hmm. like the show but time. also the audience you're yeah. like you're you know because like even if you if you're going for like the upper middle class white family is the one buying the Mercedes truck, you getting that upper class, middle class black family might not be buying that same thing. Uh Or you might have millions of viewers, but they're like middle, middle class or lower middle class. So they're not buying your product. So why would you spend the money on advertising to them if they're not going to be buying your product? So I think like they just think about different things differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation once with a woman um, who worked at a financing company and we were at a barbecue or a birthday party and I really held my tongue. I was very proud of myself <laughs> because we were talking about, this was years ago. It was like right after I first moved to LA and she was like, well, part of the reason that people of color aren't um, uh, like um, when somebody is cast like greenlit, they're not mm. greenlit for projects is because they don't have the revenues abroad. And I was like, I literally what? said to her, have you seen any Fast and the Furious movie? Yeah. Like, it does incredibly well overseas. Or, like, they love Will Smith. Or, they or love, The Rock. Like, like, lo- like what are you talking about? People. And she just was like, it's just not in the numbers. And I was like, I know that factually that's not true. Yeah. And so 
also there's this inherent bias that she has in her own mind when she's making, and she's not a decision maker, but she's preparing the data that goes to the decision maker. Oh, that is so problematic. You know what I mean? Jackson abroad is like, causes like, the shitstorm. Like, yeah, people are like, really? oh my God. There's snakes on a plane and yeah. I'll do anything to yeah, see it. I'll right. do, yeah. So I just thought, I was like, but I know that what you're saying is factually not accurate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's. But people it's, have that in their mind. They do. They, it's and, unconscious bias. And it's what, like, these women were saying they were kind of having also to deal with, you know, where you have these instances. There was one woman who told me that they, she was like talking to another woman of color who was like in casting at the, um, at the network and they were like we need a lead for this like show who do you think and she was like Gabrielle Union would be great and she's like do you think she's pretty enough to like be the lead of the show and I was like if Gabrielle Union I'm not sorry pretty then none of us are worthy for anything enough, yeah. me. <laughs> Nobody's but I live enough. under a bridge she's yeah. a walking goddess <laughs> I know basically. I was like um have you seen her be like 18 for the past like 30 years yeah she does not age <laughs> she looks the same now that she didn't bring it on yeah. like it's I crazy like, mm. I am a goat and yeah. not the greatest of all time but a little I'm like, I need to lower my aim to being an extra. Like, what are we doing? No, forget it. No, forget it. Yeah, so it was just really interesting to see, like, people's own internal biases coming through. Yeah, But what was cool is they said that um, streaming had kind of been the negotiating tool they could use, right? When you have someone like an Issa Rae and you're able to say, look at the audience she brought in with Awkward Black Girl. And not that she was clearly a talented person before making that show and had wonderful ideas but they needed to prove yes. that she could do it which doesn't happen to other people no she she had to have millions of views on Awkward Black Girl her, her right, yeah. web series before Insecure right. was, and that Insecure was, was in development tool. for three yeah. years yeah. before it went on the air so that so. was her like that's like they're like we're able to use those things as negotiating tools that's great for wow. getting people like in the door or like having convincing people to take a chance right. which still like stinks as far as the fact that some people can just go through and it's like I had an idea or my friend put me like in front of an agent or that some people can fail upward repeatedly but you know it was it was nice to see that there are now other entries in that didn't exist before and that it's giving these women kind of a tool to use to get more people in the door but we also just have so many more shows and so many more screens that like percentage wise I'm not sure that the numbers are actually that different I agree it might give um, for creators a different path and that they can now sell a show to a platform Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's more platforms to sell content to to create precedent but Mm -hmm. like you're saying if it's just strictly numbers it might not be that do you know what someone told me last night that you're the most beautiful woman in the world Ooh. not today okay I wish well that's why no. I was last night <laughs> last night yeah <laughs> happens almost every night um, somebody said that the percentage of women speaking in this last season of Game of Thrones was only 22% of dialogue well I didn't watch it but didn't Cersei mm. just drink wine for like on five minutes well, didn't she make like well, 22 million dollars just drinking wine well somebody in the, in the second, like that. I literally <laughs> don't have anything to back this up but what someone told me so take all of it with a grain of salt but um responsible dissemination of information I'm gonna say it anyway uh Apparently, in the most successful and most watched seasons of Game of Thrones, there was a lot more female dialogue. The percentage was higher. And it's no wonder because you've got these incredible characters and it's when you center stories around these flawed and powerful women and have them speak, that helps. And then a lot of people are having a, a very strong feelings about this last season. And Well, they haven't had female writers in the room since season three. I've, I've been oh, really? I've, I've what? Heard. Yeah, my best friend Sarah said that the 
they outpaced the books, right? Like mm-hmm. they, and they said, we're going to hurry mm-hmm. up and rush to the end. And she said, you know, what happened, in my opinion, was that um, they, the people in the room writing the stories focused on the people that, the that characters that related to yeah. them. Yeah. 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 So really interesting stuff. But circling it back to self-help, um, I do want to know why there aren't more authors of color with top New York Times mm-hmm. best-selling self-help books because there are a ton of white men yeah. and women and women more white men than anything and a bunch of white women and then there's the occasional Don Miguel Ruiz of the Four Agreements or or Marie Kondo of mm-hmm. the life-changing magic of tidying there's like occasionally mm-hmm. you know percentage-wise an author of color who breaks through there's yeah. a few niche like Ian Vincent I think mm. has like a couple of whenever hers come out yeah. they come yes, out yes 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 um but yeah predominantly it's and I think it's shifting. I think there are a lot of white male, but I think it's now more I, I feel like when I look at these books, a lot of female authors coming in I think I think the self-help um, market is craving female voices. Mm-hmm. Female, but it's because the market yes. is predominantly they assume it's predominantly Women, female. Yeah. Right. And and but I also wonder like where is where are the disabled authors? Where yeah. are the trans authors? Yeah. Where where are people from these very underrepresented groups? Is it happening at the publishing level, or are there a lot of books being independently published and they're just not gaining traction because they don't have champions? Like what what is? I don't know. I, I but I'm also what I was like thinking about it and. I'm wondering, is it because you have a lot of right, like uh, beauty industry stuff, yes. like especially like black women and hair, like. But I'm like, are people communicating almost their self help through those avenues? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm doing a hair video. I'm just talking to you. I'm updating you on my family, and this is a little bit of like me talking about self care and me talking about self help. So almost putting it in in these like. not purposely covert but like almost covert ways that people are getting it through different avenues maybe and then the books that they're coming out with I'm like wondering I was like oh maybe when Gabrielle Union wrote her book or Taraji maybe it wasn't self-help quote unquote but like learning about their life maybe was a way these memoirs were a way to do it there are communities that do not like to talk about mental health Right. right and there are you know, steeped, and there are cultures that are steeped in like, we do not talk about that. We do not mm-hmm. talk about family. I mean, when my mom was here, she was talking about how generationally, yeah, we do not like to talk about, you know, needing help as well, right, or right. that our families need help. So I'm sure that all of that is coming together, but it just seems so interesting. I, I mean, I'm thinking about how, like, we just talked about how the writers might write from what they know. And I, I'm wondering who are the publishers? Like, yeah. how, what is the percentage of publishers and readers who are, um, from marginalized groups. Yeah. yeah. And also, it's interesting because even what we were talking about with um, Issa and like getting a show, the requirement, the bar for yes. being able to talk about something as a person of color or a marginalized person tends to be so much higher than yes. it is for other people where they'd be like, I want to write a self help book. And they're like, Well, what's your degree in? And I'm like, That guy doesn't have a degree yeah. over there. Thank you. Yes. Like, he has a YouTube channel. Like, why does he get yes. to talk about this thing? Girl, watch yes. your face. Yeah. Rachel Hollis started as a party planner. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and she just has a very successful Instagram account. That does not mean that she is the person to tell us, you know. I also think that there might be like a more niche. Like when I'm thinking about books written by women um, of size, right? Mm -hmm. So there's like Jess Baker and Virgie Tovar and all uh, all these women and and, um, Lindy West. They're not in the self-help section. Yeah. They're not included in that. But Mm. – when I read them, I felt very validated. Right. Very, sp- And they are. They're kind of like, here's what you need to do. Here are resources. Here are things. And so I wonder if they're not considered self-help because they're so niche. Yeah. Right. right. Well, and I, I think it also, something that came up for me when you were just saying that is a lot of times I think people are looking to somebody to go, oh, look, you've got it all figured out. Like mm. you're successful in so many areas of your life. Yeah. And so if someone is um, still struggling with a mental illness or a disability or they're they're a person of size or whatever, do we sort of go, well, why should we, li-? you know, does an editor go, well, why should you be the one to say that when you don't have everything figured together. out? Because one of my favorite books is Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. Mm-hmm. And it's memoir, and uh, but she writes these really funny stories and sprinkles it with all of her mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And she's the first person to be like, I'm flawed. I don't have it figure out, figured out. I have so much agoraphobia. Sometimes I don't even leave my house, but I'm able to write this book with a lot of support. Mm-hmm. And I... I want to take advice from her so much because I'm going, you're somebody who's in it every single day. You're not beyond it and it's real and you have things to say that are working for you or you have value beyond, you know, this perceived deficit for struggling with X, Y, or Z, you know? So I wonder if it's some of that, that too, but let's, let's also shift to your other, one of your other questions, which is the toll of putting self-help on the person seeking the Mm self-help because it's something I know it's something (laughs) Lisa has brought this up so many times of like well wait a second what where's the community's role in this because Mm -hmm. for sure we are all complicit in the fucking like oppressive systems that are in our society and then we go well you fix it yeah you figure it out like you've got all these factors but it's like why does it have to be Mm self-help why can it not be you know or is it you you know I mean the whole nature of it makes me mad yeah Yeah. you have to be rich enough to buy the book or be living near a public library that has funds to to stock it Yeah. yeah you have to be able to read yeah. Um, or have some sort of device that you can listen to it on and be literate enough to understand what those words are Yeah, and have the luxury of time to like really think about it and not just be in survival mode. It makes me mad. Yeah, yeah. it it's makes a lot. me mad. Or even it's like, oh, make sure to go get like a massage or do this thing. I was like, do you know how much a massage costs? I know. I was like, me and a tennis ball against the wall maybe. Yeah. Right? Does that count? Like also, every day. Every day I put a lacrosse ball in my butt. That have, yeah. you know, that ha- like there's a national <laughs> chain that has many lawsuits against it for assault. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to do, you have to do so much mental work to make sure that you're getting into a safe place in Mm -hmm. order to do, you know what I mean? Well, and how do you even go get a massage if you are agoraphobic or if Mm. you struggle with other Yes. Yeah. It's like, every time I get a massage, I'm told you need to be coming here like a lot more often because of like how tense you are. And I was like, I don't have time or money for this. And I was like, so now I'm more stressed because you just told me that I'm too stressed. You look (laughs) them right in the eye and you go, if you need a tax write-off and you need more massage hours for free I'm your girl yeah you, you know, let me know is there a training center thank you yes. mess me up which like, by the way there is a yeah. Burke Williams training school uh, near Culver City they're not around all the time first massage is free and then every other massage is like 15 or 20 dollars and you're not allowed to tip 
Oh, and it's like me up. I know. So there is, but again, that's Los Angeles. That is not, you know, everywhere. Yeah. The Midwest, Tempe, small town. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, I think. And what you were saying about community, and I think we need to have that be more of almost a national conversation, yes. especially with like where our nation is. The yes. fact that we, I think, our we have like a vulnerability issue. Yes. And that causes also a self-help issue, right? Because it's like, okay, if you can't just be vulnerable in your community and we are helping one another and I keep putting the onus on you and sometimes you don't know how to help yourself and sometimes it's not as easy as just like looking in the mirror and doing an affirmation. Like, no, it's you know, God, it, if it were, we all would. Yeah, exactly. Mirrors would come with them. You know, and people, so it's like sometimes you have it be like, this my issue is not this simple or it's not fixed by this thing. Or it's like, why can't I get access to affordable mental health care? Why can't I yeah. like have this thing? Or like, I need to work these three jobs. I don't have time to like yeah. put yes. the baton down for a little while. But if, if it's a matter of like, we are a community and we're helping each other out, then it's, hey, you need an hour? I can watch your kids for an hour. Yes. Hey, you need this? Like, we're going to figure it out. I think a lot of people don't think about that. You know, going to therapy requires that you, A, have time in your day, Mm -hmm. B, have access to get there, and that there's, you know, public transport to get Mm -hmm. there, and C, that you will be able to have childcare. Yeah. And it doesn't come with childcare. No. There's a lot of new mothers who go to therapy with their baby in the car seat, just praying that that child will sleep through it so they can actually attend yeah. their own needs. Yeah. Exactly. Or nurse through therapy. Well, and the other the other thing that I think is so present for so many of us is I personally have internalized this idea of being like an independent and yeah. strong woman. Yeah. yeah. It is so it feels terrifying. Me as a host of a a, a mm-hmm. self-help podcast <laughs> to because it's self-help, right? right? To go to somebody and go I need help. Yeah. Like, I I will just, like, politely cancel on a friend and say, like, hey, I can't make it tonight. I'm not feeling up to it. And I'll lay in the dark for a couple hours like mm-hmm. I did. I'm taking the opposite. I just text someone and go, I'm a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a well, fucking but mess. But that's also a level of vulnerability that so many people have a difficult time yeah, getting and to. Yeah, and I have a difficult, like, for me to call you and say, Lisa, I'm a fucking mess. I need you to leave your dogs, cancel your plans, come over here. I need someone to attend to my needs. Maybe bring me dinner, da-da-da-da. I'm never going to do that to you. I would rather be miserable Mm -hmm. on my own, which is ridiculous because I know that I would feel really good if you called me and leaned on me in that way. Mm -hmm. And I could go do that. You know what I mean? Or or especially if I'm not feeling super close to 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 somebody or if my whole network happens to be like it's Memorial Day weekend mm-hmm. and they're all out of town and so do I lean on a friend that I'm not super close with you know so it's mm-hmm. there's so many internal and external factors of like well if I if I say I'm a fucking mess and I can't get out of bed and I can't do this then who am I to even you know yeah I mean I guess I kind of I kind of want to go rogue and A invite you back which you're welcome oh, anytime okay. <laughs> but B Maybe assign myself some homework of like doing a little bit of research about the makeup of the the self help publishing industry. Yeah, I'm just yeah. So I want I want to know because it Lovey Jai's I'm judging you mm-hmm. was one of my favorite books we've done on this podcast mm-hmm. because. It was inclusive. Mm-hmm. It was intersectional. Mm-hmm. It had a million and one caveats. And it was so fucking funny. Yeah. And I, I'm i not so stupid as to be like, oh, she's a unicorn. She's just like a special lady. It's like, yeah. no, no. People with more life experiences and struggles have 
really insightful mm-hmm. things to say. So why am I not hearing from a million more women of more color? Women. Am I not looking hard enough? Are they there? Are yeah. they not there at the top? And so, you know, because sometimes we just look on the Amazon bestsellers list. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with what you were saying, though, like the way that they're categorized, where they're put, mm-hmm. what genre they're considered in. And I think that just has so much to do with it. Because I was like, I, thinking of just like listening to your podcast, I was like, what would my self-help book be yeah. called? And it'd probably be like, girl, I don't know. Like that would be <laughs> yes, the name. Yes. Oh my god! Nobody take that. Nobody take that. Biden gets Dr. Nikita T. Hamilton. Girl, I don't know. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh my god! Girl, uh, I don't know. Let's figure this out together, chapter by chapter. Like, (laughs) mine would be called "Who Can Care." (laughs) I'll try. I'm gonna start today and be like, and today I did not know. I will ghostwrite it for you. You just let me know what you need. I will promote the fuck out of it. Mine is called "Do I Really Need to Shower?" The answer may surprise you. Also, I just write and click date. I know. I love when you do that. The answer may surprise, surprise you. Um, this is fascinating. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess. So is there, um, if people are marketing towards what they imagine as the audience, mm-hmm. you are the audience that somebody is is marketing a self-help book towards. What what would you like? What, what kind of book would you like to read? I like hearing about the struggle. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, um, I like knowing what what people did to continue to motivate themselves mm-hmm. i kind of am overhearing you already being there yeah like i reached i reached the mountaintop it's so great here and hindsight know, kept is going looking and so great and yeah I'm like who's in it like who i was like I, yeah. I don't mind you being a couple steps ahead of me that's like telling me you've run the ground that i'm on but what i've always appreciated is like as a writer meeting mm. the people who are still like lower or mid-tier and yeah. like hearing about what it took to get to where they are now. Here's how I just survived my first staffing season and got my second credit. Oh, and I had to be a staff writer like three times so that could happen. I hope that doesn't happen to you, but that's what it could be. Like my friend, blah, blah, blah. And then you have this break. So it's because you'll like, let's say, you know, I got staff for the mini room, but then we had this huge break and I was like, so unemployed like, yeah. you know, and I was like this felt so good and now I feel super like low like what does this mean am I temping again like am I doing these th- like yeah. what's that mean and so having someone else be like yeah it took like this many months to get my next thing and like keep yourself occupied by working on your other projects and just yeah. like having someone to say like I know a little bit about this and that's a part of the reason why for me I see it as a part of my not job but like something I'm ha- more than happy to do when assistants or people who are interested like I will make time in Mm -hmm. some form or fashion whether it's like just email me your questions I'll get back to you Mm -hmm. like I'll get on the phone I'll meet you for coffee like because I was there and having people kind of do the same the thing of like you just gotta work that's not helpful helpful. no and five five (laughs) years from now five years from now your bio is not going to include any of that it's going to go well Nikita Hamilton was a staff writer Dr. Nikita Hamilton was a staff writer on the bold type she then went on to sell this show and Mm -hmm. then she moved to this and there's none of of that ups and downs in it. She at also all. wrote the New York Times bestseller. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Thank yeah. you. It's, be it's like, been on the bestseller. But I think it's also that being honest about those struggles is yes. so important. And I, I yeah. agree because there's something about LA that the, it thrives on smoke and mirrors. Right. And yes. they love to be like, well, once you get a job, you're set. And that is so far from the Not truth. Not what it is. You can be fired at any moment from any job out here, Not like what anywhere it is. else. Yeah. And you just need somebody to say to you, it can happen, mm-hmm. but here's likely what is going to happen. Right. Yeah. You are going to need a side hustle, right? Like, you, 
Mm-hmm. You Three, need somebody to four, tell you. Yes. yes. Yeah. You yes. need somebody to tell you so that you can take a lot of the anxiety out of it of mm-hmm. not knowing. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. I think it's really great that you do that. Yeah, I try. Yeah, and I do that accurate. Too. It sounds like we're all craving accurate representation. Yeah, I just want mm-hmm. people to happening. be like authentic yes. about yes. what the experience is. And I'm not saying I need you to like bear your complete and utter soul. You don't owe that to people necessarily yeah. to know every single thing about you. But I do think that people um, are drawn to authenticity. And yeah. we live in a city where people aren't that authentic no. most of the time. And I think people it's are difficult. afraid to be authentic. Yeah. <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> it's being vulnerable yes. in a way. My friend Colleen and I were in New York working on a gig, and we were at Dean and DeLuca before we went yes. in. Yes. And they were like, we were talking about how cold it was, and they were like, you think it's cold? And she, she was like, we're from California. And they were like, we're in California. We told them LA, and they were like, oh, I want to live out there. I should move out there. It's great, right? And Colleen is like, yeah, I mean the beach. And I said, Colleen, you and I live 45 minutes from the beach. We never on a go good to the day. beach. Yeah. You went once last and I, summer. And they were like, but it's nice, right? And I go, yeah, if you want to pay 50% of your money, if your earnings yeah. and rent. Like, yeah. and they were like, oh. And I was like, I'm so tired of people moving out here and not having any idea because nobody Googles. No one tells yeah. me anything. I don't, but if you Googled one thing, you would find yeah. out that we're in a housing crisis yeah. and your Terrible landlord can crisis. completely squeeze you for mm-hmm. rent. So I was just like, don't move out there unless yeah. you are independently wealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want to live on the beach, good luck. Yeah, you know, good like luck. You'll, you'll, there's no houses anywhere. Yeah. You will straight uh, up uh, sleep on it. Uh, but idea. I was, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm tired of that. I am not gonna play the smoke and mirrors anymore. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I want out of a self help book too. Yeah. It's just no, like, definitely. Well, you're gonna I was feel. Like, Do you like traffic? Is that your thing? <laughs> You're going to listen to a lot of podcasts. You're going to make a podcast. You're going to listen to a lot of podcasts. People are like, I don't have any money. I don't know how to drive. I don't want to get a car, but I want to live in LA. And I'm like, like, I have a dream. I was like, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, we all have dreams. Mm -hmm. You're going to live in Tarzana. Yeah. Where are you going? (laughs) And work at the Starbucks out there. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not. I also know that that's going to be a part of the hustle. Like, someone's not going to just discover you on the street because you happen to be like humming, I don't know, Le Miz. Like, that's just not how this works. Yeah. No. I've been doing it. Wrong my whole life. <laughs> I know. Someone's gonna see you in a restaurant and be like, "I just had to come up to you and ask, will you be in my movie?" Yeah. Oh, but um, it starts out like, "I just had to come up and ask you, will you take this photo of me in the yeah, celebrity?" That's, right. I just that's saw more. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what it is. It's either that, or it's like, "Oh, we're shooting a movie up in the hills." I'm like, "It is a porn." porn. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the in the valley. valley. Yeah, you know, it's like, "Oh, you want to come out to Chatsworth?" No, no, we don't. Don't. Go. Can I see your feet? What do your feet don't look go. like without shoes on? Yeah. What? Don't. I'm like, <laughs> that's you guys. That is my side hustle. Stop. Stop bragging on my side hustle. If you want feet pics, just email gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. My first year here, I think I was on like OkCupid okay or something. Oh, no. And someone was... OkCupid. Okay, <laughs> I mean, my second year, one or the other. And someone was like, yeah, can I pay you $40 to lick your belly button? I live in Glendale. And I was like, oh, I got a <laughs> Um, A, the answer is not 40 uh, Put a zero on I it. I was like, yeah. mine is way more, like super adorable. I know you haven't seen it, but it's worth more it's than worth $40. It's worth at least 4 more, more than forty dollars, oh and God. I was like, "This is how people die." Like that's how, that's exactly <laughs> how people die. But that's also how people end up in movies. That's how that's you end up, on, be. You end up on Dateline. Yeah, it Wait. was the it was the Glendale belly button liquor yeah. killer. Belly and then, liquor. And then you're like, "Can I play myself in this?" Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Dateline like, "I was." Yeah. Yes. You are listed your as big corpse break. number one. It's your big break. Yeah. Um. Uh, that there's a joke somewhere about a pigeonhole, pigeonholing yourself a small <laughs> hole. It's just, I'll reach oh, up and grab it later. You see where it. my mind was I working. Do. So the last thing that you mentioned you wanted to chat about that I want to make sure we touch on before we wrap up is 
Um, where do marginalized people go for self-help, mm, right? Yeah. Or self-care? Please, like, please speak on behalf of all no, 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 no. I'm just presenting. <laughs> yeah, I'm presenting yes. the topic. Yes. Like, what what does that look like, and how you know? Yeah. Um, is I it different? I think it's different for everyone, but I know for me, it's really about communicating with like other women of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me. Um, no matter what the industry is now, depending on what's going on, like I've definitely done the thing where I've been like, hi, uh, person, a couple steps ahead of me in writing. I need you to get the black girl writers together because Nikita needs a powwow. Like yes. I need that with yes. drinks like somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely done that. And I have found that to be self-help be like therapy ish yes. for yes. me just to hear like, what are your stories? Do mm-hmm. they match? Do you have advice for me? How am I supposed to operate in yeah. this way? And kind of building like a team of people. But for me, it's about communicating yeah. with my like friends and my family and like having them be because I'm those are the people I'm okay with being a little bit vulnerable with about yes. like how I feel. Why am I uncomfortable? Like sorting through those feelings. And then sometimes for me, it's like completely unplugging and like Mm -hmm. uh, it might be like I'm binging this random Netflix show nobody asks me any questions I'm an only child and I like my space and I'm one of I'm an introvert and I need to like recharge sometimes and it takes a while so for me it's that Um, but you know I've started being that person who's like I'm getting a manicure like once a month like Mm. I'll pull together the money to like do that and just sit here and I was like it makes me feel like a little bit finished even if I like if I cried all night my nails are done that's what I said to someone the other way I was like no one can tell I'm falling apart on the inside when my nails are done. Yeah, well, that's, that's what makes me feel. Cut to Lisa's uh, nails. Have. But your lashes look amazing. I feel like if you that got your eyelashes or your yep. nails, if you got both, you're winning. I don't naked. have For either sure. today. Yeah, feeling you very know, naked. One done and one. Ooh. Well, we, uh, speaking to that, um, this reminds me of what Gloria Steinem was saying in Revolution from Within, which is psychic families. Mm-hmm. So these small groups of people who have similar life experiences can often be the most healing and the most powerful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're if you are struggling with an eating disorder, the women at that or men at that eating disorder clinic mm-hmm. can be the most powerfully healing for you, right? So yeah. or if you're disabled or like with me, I have what I call the dead dad club. Mm-hmm. Uh and, mm-hmm. and and that is a kind of healing energy that I don't get from anywhere else. Yeah. You know? I feel like a lot I, I'm I'm feeling like maybe online the internet is a really useful resource for marginalized groups because that's where they're finding a lot of um connectedness and resources too. I just started learning ASL online, but when I went to What? Cool. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Um, well I learned that a lot of police brutality comes from the deaf community because they cannot communicate Communicate with them. So I wanted to be an available citizen. That's wonderful. Well I just it's awful. Anyway, as I was looking online, the resources for the deaf community is huge online. Like, and and when I started looking there, there were so many more resources that I wasn't available of. So I wonder if if some specific marginalized groups might have probably depending on yeah, depending on like a Facebook group or just kind of a. I think even though it's not necessarily self help, but like just laughter and comedy is something I think, especially like the black community is great. Like black Twitter is a source of joy (laughs) for people, and you're like, I'm having a day. Let me see what the hashtag. What are we doing today? Like, what is you know like they 
had it's a the redeeming quality. Of yeah, Twitter. you know, you're we like, oh, what would your like real dissertation title be? Like that was a thing the other day, and it was like all these different funny things. But it was people, some people who are actually had PhDs, like changing their title. <laughs> and I was like, mine was called disturbing the peace. So I was like, mine was pretty black to begin with, you know. <laughs> but I was just like, this is amazing. Like, how did we get to here today? And like one person will just start it, and I'll just like continue. But you have everyone just like tapping in, and that's like a community you can go to for like a little bit of comic relief during the day because something terrible happens every day now yes <laughs> it sure, really does sure. dear yeah. god the world we're living it's like in. on fire it is it's like literally hot, it's like blue literally flame fire, fire. No, my family yeah, was here and right. i was like i gotta get my jamaican passport just in case oh see oh, i'm amazing to i think mm. they did just ban all assault rifles a month That's in true. after that huge and they have thing. wonderful ice cream they do their dairy who does their dairy industry is amazing who? Oh, new, new zealand. zealand oh really yeah amazing yeah. ice cream oh, they okay. feel like they'd have happy okay. cows oh yeah um <laughs> I will say uh, on Thanksgiving, Black Twitter with Thanksgiving clapbacks is my absolute favorite thing. (laughs) And I cannot wait to get away from the table to read those. Yeah. Do you feel like anytime you have family and like food and uh, people just have a, the chance to talk, like say things, just where to you're be like, your authentic self is, is just yeah, that's all. I think that's all anybody wants is to feel included, being your authentic fucking mm-hmm. self, accepted for that. Yeah, 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 yeah because yeah. it feels like everything else we're trying to do is is what's exhausting. Well, we also live in like this age of like manufacturing who you are through Ooh, social media. Exactly. So like that's for me when you were saying like, what would you want? I was like, I want someone's like authentic presentation of like what's going on yeah, you know? you do. I don't yeah. need everything but I yeah, don't need do. the manicure Lisa says as she like like yeah. grease drips off yeah. of her. Yeah. I was like I don't need the every other like beach vacation photo I'm like what's going on in between I like, want people was... to be like it was hard to get out of bed today yes. here I am at work and just yeah. getting through it Russell just had this great article about you know when people go to Iceland and they sit in that blue blue pool yeah. Yeah. they're like here's what it really looks like from the other side just like the pyramids uh-huh. if you turn around the city is like literally springing up out the ground and the pyramids and it's just yeah it's just your perspective if you're looking out in the desert there are the pyramids and it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere if you literally turn around it's like huge city right (laughs) and in those pools in Iceland it's like oh misty and it's so beautiful truthfully two blocks away are huge smokestacks from a factory no (laughs) yes and it makes me laugh so hard it's like this is the inauthenticity that people are talking about I flew all the way to Iceland to get in this beautiful pool and I'm having the most relaxing time in my life no I'm not here for it I want to see your smokestacks I want to see it hashtag I want want to see your smokestacks did you know there were smokestacks like that's the video I want yeah that's what I want too everyone's lying and they're all complicit hashtag show me your smokestacks show me your smokestacks post be vulnerable and post yeah. something on Instagram that is real about your life mm-hmm. um, will you hashtag show me your smokestacks <laughs> and tag us at yes. uh, go help yourself podcast on Instagram it. on Instagram and we will absolutely repost if oh you allow oh my god us. listen we'll we need it. it you need it mm-hmm. the world needs it oh yeah my roommate the other day I have um these like ice masks that you can put like around your uh-huh. eyes. Oh, I'm familiar. And it's like me on the couch and like sweats with those on. <laughs> she was like, "Why do you look like Batman?" I was like, "Post it." Yeah, like it. put it up. Those Everyone are, needs to put know. it up. And I was like, "I'm trying to look younger." <laughs> and that is what self care looks like. Yeah. Nikita, thank you oh, so, so much for being here. No problem. Um, and if anybody listening has any great resources or ideas for self care, or know. if you are working in the publishing industry mm-hmm. and you have insight into to what's going on. First of all, thank you for listening. Yeah, A, we're available to write a book and B, <laughs> we want to know what's going on. What's going on in your office? What are yeah. the what are the conversations if you're part of those about who gets through and who doesn't? Or do you know an author that we should read? 
Yes, everybody, send us your favorite, favorite marginalized authors. Yeah. I'm done I hearing from a lot of them are self published. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and and we will work harder at, at my more. Kept pitching us his book, remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's. It's fine. Listen, you can pitch us a books over Instagram. We may or may not respond. So um, okay. with that. With that. Where can people find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, T Hamilton. Yeah. Nikita T. And you can find her performing stand-up all around Los Angeles. Yeah, I pop up. <laughs> she she does. You've been doing a ton lately, I feel I bet, like. I took May off, but I'm back in June. I'm performing at um, Black Girl Magic at UCB Sunset. I saw that. I'm really excited. They're Obama's other daughters, and they just oh, have this okay. like cool Thank Comedy you. Central Game of Thrones like spoof sketch that it's was so gonna dope. Be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. And your podcast is The Whisper Network. The Whisper Network. If anybody wants to yeah. listen, which we absolutely will be listening. Subscribe. Yeah, Subscribe, and rate. Subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> And as always, everybody, life, life is, is abundant! Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at GHYpodcast. Or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.